Hey, I know you're ready. Welcome to the St. Michael Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the St. Michael Podcast. One man's attempt at business, family, and comedy. I am your humble and gracious host, Michael Agbajan. And thank you for joining me. We are at episode 22. Let's go. Let's get it. Episode 22. Episode 22. Let's get it. Yes. Yes, we're here. And I already know. I already know that you're feeling a little bit tired. It's been a long week. Matter of fact, it's been a long year. This felt this first half of the year has felt like 10 years compounded. Woo, man. I know you're tired because man, since the since the last since the last episode I'm talking about, we have protests, we have rioting, we have looting, we have pandemic. We have all these things happening. And it's very heavy. It's very heavy because this is not the world that you imagine, especially for the year of 2020, where you thought it's going to be pure clarity. You say this is going to be the the uh, the year of my vision, 2020. I'm going to get it. And yet it could still happen. But yes, it has been a hard and, and a heavy year so far, let alone week, because we're dealing right now with uh, police brutality and how it affects uh, the black community. Because, you know, um, my wife asked me this question earlier today and it was such a to me it was very profound because she asked me have you ever seen a turtle run and you know just so you know it's like you know have i ever seen a turtle run and you think about it he says nah i haven't and she was like yeah i was driving today i was on the road and you know way ahead i saw like a turtle and this turtle was like, huh, huh, huh. just running across the road. I was like, what? Is that a turtle? And then but by the time I'm getting close, I'm slowing down and I come to a stop. And then the turtle stopped, looked at me. And then the turtle went, you know, like when I came to a full stop, I was going to take a picture, actually. But then this woman was looking at me. But um, the turtle looked back and then it huh, huh, started running again. And then it poof, popped up on the uh, sidewalk. And she's like, I've never seen a turtle run. Have you? And I was like, nah, but you know, the reason that was so profound to me is that we have a narrative when it comes to turtles. They're slow. Yes. And when you ask if I've ever seen it, no, I haven't seen it, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It doesn't mean it can't happen. And that she witnessed it and she was in shock. She's, you know, she's like, I, I wish I had video. I was in shock of seeing it. I've never seen that. And, it, you know, it helps me reflect back to you know, this, this country that in the last, since, since, since the beginning of this country, you know, um, black people have been getting violated. And, and even when like police were doing it and for the last however long, and you're thinking the narrative on that is like, like I haven't seen any change, but doesn't mean that change is not coming. Change is coming. Like it's not impossible to see change. And the only way to understand how to change the narrative from what you know already about the police departments and about how police uh, people, at least in this context, 
uh, speaking about George Floyd, how they treat uh, black people, you know, you have to understand first how police departments work. And if you want to know how police departments work, the first question you should ask, I mean, the first thing you should look at is follow the money. When you follow the money of any company or any organization, you will see exactly how it works. You will see what's priority to them. You see what's most important to them. And that, and, and when you follow the money, you figure out the systems and why they have the systems they have. You know, Victoria's Secret, and Victoria's Secret, which you can see where Victoria's Secret is now, you can't get hours. You can't, if you're a cashier or you work there, you can't get hours unless you sell credit cards. That's, that's what they're saying. You cannot get, you know, on, on schedule. You can't get heavy hours if you're not selling credit cards. And Blockbuster, what they were doing is that they were, they were charging late fees that were 10, 20, 30 times the amount of what the actually DVD, a, a $10 DVD, you could have late fees up to two, $300 for that particular uh, DVD. And when you look at it, Blockbuster, that was 60% of their profit was coming from in late fees. Now, if you look at these two companies, what they were doing and where they're at now, at least for Blockbuster, they're not anywhere any, at all, is that they're preying on their own customers. That was their business model, was preying on their own customers. And that system cannot last because you're not focusing on providing better service for your customers, pro providing better uh, quality um, uh, entertainment or better quality uh, products for your customer. You're focusing on the wrong things, which is preying on your customer. Uh, uh, Best Buy does it too. You can't get hours at Best Buy unless you're selling those extended warranties. That Their, their biggest revenue maker for Best Buy is their warranties. So what they focus on is getting those salespeople to sell those warranties, get those warranties, get those. They're not focusing on um, providing more convenience or going online or anything like that. So you can see why these places and these in, uh, struggle, you know, and if you follow the money with a police department, you understand that, okay, if we use Houston PD, Houston PD, so Houston Police Departments, it costs $850.4 million to run, at least as of 2017. That's how much it costs to run Houston Police Departments, right? 35% of that money comes from the, the city's general fund. Now, where does the rest come from? If you look, they make a few, you know, they, uh, a few dollars by doing private events, you know, public events, you know, like uh, securing those for people, right? But where do they get the rest? They get the rest from its own community. That's how, see, that's where it changed. Where it changed from serving and protecting the community that you're, that you're in to now siding and collecting. And the reason why, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're a police officer, when you go from being a police officer to now a salesperson where you got to bring in revenue for your police department so your police department can have all the new cars and all the new leases and equipment and all the new technology, all the cool, all the cool cities got. You know, when you look at this, they're saying, you need to get out there. What numbers are you bringing in? You need to get out there. You need to find some crime. That's what you need to do. You need to get, they tell those people, you need to get out there. You need to find some crime. Do your job. Do your job. And then, do you think that police officer... Like, I'm here in Dallas. You think that police officers are going to go to them high-end places like Holland Park Village or Preston Hollow to uh, make their quota? No. 
they're going to go to those vulnerable communities, the communities with, with, where there's not very many uh, voices that are being heard in those communities. And then they're going to drive by, you know, um, and just figure out where, okay, how can I figure out who can I bring in? They're going to drive by this um, uh, park and they're going to find someone who looks a little bit too old to be in a park and they say, hey, what you doing over here? He says, I'm, I'm minding my business. What, what you mean? He says, no, 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 come over here. Because he has to get this job. He has to bring this quote in. And, you know, when that person's like, why are you messing with me and all that? And a confrontation happens, he arrests them and puts that person in the system. That person gets in the system, has to post bail revenue. Then that person has to do uh, probation revenue. That's how they make money. Why do you think the low income and the worst areas, um, at least public areas, have speed traps? They actually design, now they design streets to actually have speed traps built in for the community and the police department. So when they, you know, when a homeless person, when they, um, when they got that hot spot where they get all these donations and everything from people who drive by, they tell all the other homeless people, hey, this is my spot. This is my spot. I, I got a hot spot. You, you go find somewhere else. I've been making a lot of money from this little area. So, you know, um, until, this, until this dries out, then you can have it. But hey, this is my spot right now. That's what police do. Police say, hey, I got this speed trap and where I put where I hide my vehicle, I'm talking about I'm getting 30, 40 citations a, a, a day from this spot. You need to go find your own little speed track because this is my speed track. This is my spot. You know how much I'm collecting from this area alone? You know, so when they cite you, they 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 target you. And they target those who have um who don't have a voice. That's why it always affects black and brown communities. Because Part of the system of a police department is to prey on its own community. That's how the income and the revenue comes into that. And so until that changes, you're not going to see differences in police brutality because they're not going to go to these high income areas or these high end areas where the property taxes take care of everybody. They're going to go to the places where there's not very many property very much property tax and that the people of that community don't have a voice and then they're going to Bring them in, and they're going to bring them in as many times as they, as they can. When we talk about people like Philando Castile, you know, he, he's the one who had the gun license who was shot in front of his, his girlfriend and his uh, daughter. And did you know the police um, arrested him 50 times? Stopped him. No, oh, no. They, they stopped him 50 times before that fatal time. They, they knew who he was, and they kept... When you, when you find someone who doesn't have their stuff together, and they target you... That's easy money for the department. That's easy money. You know they target cars that have dents in them, cars that have um, uh, uh, tape on the windows. They target cars that have bumpers and aren't all the way good or taillights that aren't together because anything that indicates on your vehicle that you don't have your stuff together, they know it's easy money. He must have a warrant. He must have a, um, a driver's license that's not valid or he must have some issue because you could just tell by his car and by his skin tone that he doesn't have everything together. And if you're one of those people, you're getting pulled over and he's going to find something. There's so many rules that are bent to make sure that police has the leverage to bring you in because you bringing you in is bread. That's money for the police department. And, you know, we talk about like things like mass incarceration. So we, we, we lose focus on the fact that mass incarceration in this country is at a local and state level. 
Do you know 88% of all you know, uh, incarceration is at a state and local level? Only 12% is at a federal level. So the majority of people who are in jail and more majority of people who are being arrested and all that are being put in state and citywide jails. So you got to understand that all these private prisons, all these things have to do with how do they make money? And a police department, their goal is to prey on its own community. And it sucks. When you, when you see, you know, it happens when you have like a migrant worker. When a migrant worker is visiting this country or they're on a temporary visa and they're working in whatever capacity, uh, if their boss or their manager or whatever is a predator and they, and they uh, violate that migrant worker, the migrant worker says nothing. More, most of the time. Why? Because they're vulnerable. If they say something, they could lose their status. That's why uh, they're preyed upon. Same thing happens in the black and brown communities. They're preyed upon because you're not going to make that money in, in those high income areas. You know, so you just have to understand how these things work. You know, they even introduced something called asset forfeiture during the war on drugs. And as you see, we lost that war. The war on drugs. If you're suspected to, to be trafficking drugs or selling drugs or anything, just being suspected, a police could pull you over, seize all your money, seize your vehicles, sell it, bring that revenue into the police department, all without you being convicted, all without a warrant. So that's called asset forfeiture. That's been, they've collected billions of dollars from its own community just by asset forfeiture and and the people who it affects they know it's illegal but you know when no one knows that this is uh taking advantage of its own community then you know people don't think that it has an effect on them but it, it does you know and if this is a world that you want to live in where you know you don't have to worry about ever being victimized because there's some people who don't have to worry about that you know but if you want a better system for everybody you have to make the system better for anybody who's affected by it, you know? So that means that you have to change over and swap the way that we bring in money. So money has to, I mean, bring in money to the police departments. It can't be based on preying on your own community. It must be uh, uh, changed into you, I mean, uh, the police department being funded by the city itself through either property taxes or collections of other fees or toll roads or whatever it is, even though I and hate toll roads, you know, but it cannot be police departments cannot can no longer be funded um, by preying on its own community, because as long as a police department preys on its own community and that police officer is a salesperson, they will go to the most vulnerable. And when you find that the most vulnerable um, are the people who are the most affected, you will see that they're black and brown. So that's the way that that works. And, you know, when we focus our efforts and our actions and our grievances towards the White House or the president, the federal, they have, you know, state and local uh, municipalities have the right to refuse federal incentives to, um, to create any type of criminal justice reform. They don't have to accept it. You know, these are more like suggestions. You, you know, like these states are pretty free when it comes to, you know, how accountable they are to changing anything when it comes at, at a federal level. So we should be focusing our grievances and the changes towards the mayor. 
towards the governor. The mayor is in charge of the police department. The governor is in charge of the sheriffs. They're, they're the people who are in charge. So while we're being distracted with trying, trying to protest, we protest towards the wrong people. We should be protesting to them. We should be protesting, protesting to the mayor. We should be protesting to the governor, holding them accountable, saying, are these things going to change? Because if these things don't change, police brutality will continue to happen. And on top of that, you know, like they're sitting right now, they're sleeping cozy because no one really knows that they're the people responsible for all this police reform and all that, you know? So um, even the contracts, before you hire a police officer, in, written in the contracts are ways for them to um, get out of bad behavior um, on the job. So these contracts need to be reevaluated and, and amended and um, uh, to support more servant protection of, of the community. That's, that's what it is. Like they need, you know, the, okay, police, police departments were focusing now on right now, like at least it has been for the last, I mean, since I've, I've been here, um, is militarizing themselves and intimidating themselves. When I see a police officer, first thing you think of is, okay, let me get out their way. Because, you know, they have a certain level of power and it's always to, it's into, it's to intimidate you. That's part of it. You know, when you go to a mall and you see those security guards who get hired in the mall, what's the first thing they do? If that security guard has a chip on his shoulder and he wants to get respect, that security guard, he goes to whatever surplus store and he gets all the, the gear to make him look like a police officer because they know that if you look like a police officer, you're going to intimidate people. That's the way that police officers are, are looked at nowadays. So that's why it's changing from like protect and serve to you know, uh, uh, to cite and collect, you know? So right now we need to make sure that we, you know, we reposition and re realign what the, the, the police goals are to where it's not based on, you know, supporting their bad behavior if they, cause it is getting hard. Look, I know when it comes to hiring employees, it's very difficult to find good people. I understand that. So when, I can imagine for a, a high stress job, like being a police officer, trying to, trying to hire, you know, like, you know, uh, or trying to fire someone and you're like, it's hard enough, you know, like, you know, keeping people. But if you understand, if you improve the system of what you're doing to, to serve your community, everything improves. That's, that's the goal. But people don't have that. People don't understand the preventative measures against these, these type of things. Cause if, Blockbuster re revise and try to figure out how they can provide better service and better things for their customers. Blockbuster would be here now. And they probably would have bought Netflix instead of um, succumbing to Netflix. Victoria's Secret will be better improved now, better products, better design, better everything, instead of just looking to prey on its, on its own uh, customers. But instead, people are too used, used to having it the way they've been having it so far, and it's been working for them. If you know, okay, as you know, I'm Nigerian, and in Nigeria, there is not consistent light. That you know, there's something called NEPA, which they take your light on and off. You know, so there's no consistent light. So most homes have generators, and the generator industry in Nigeria is a billion-dollar industry. Now, you would think that the city and the country would improve if they would provide consistent light for its citizens, but no one wants to interrupt the 
billion dollar generator industry. That's why it's so inefficient. And people get used to this because, you know, who, who wants to give up power? But you have to understand, we have to change these things at a local and a, and a, uh, and a state level. Because if you're, and I, I know I'm bringing a lot of information here, but I hope, you know, you're catching up and I hope that you feel my urgency on this because I'm directing all my energy towards the mayor. I'm directing all my energy towards the governor because that's where the change is going to come from. And I want to push this message out to as many people as possible. Um, uh, so therefore, we can really create change and redirect our efforts. Because, you know, what's happening during this whole, during protesting is that you, you need to understand that there are different ways to protest. There are, there's ways to protest by, you know, um, uh, voice, bringing your voice to, to the cause. There's ways to protest by uh, giving your money or time to organizations that support the cause and the goals that are, that are trying to be met, you know. And right now, you're starting to see a lot of celebrities and, um, you know, which I don't think that we should be giving these celebrities that much power anyways, because they're no different than you and, you and I. So when you look at these celebrities to see how they're using their platform and how they're speaking against certain things, you know, um, you have to understand if right now when there's when when there's crisis that's going on in in anybody's life, you need to understand that you need to say the things that are either going to help the cause or be quiet. Also, that see. When, you, when you're not quiet and when you say the wrong things that don't help the cause, it's like your distractions are showing. Like we see you're, we, we're literally witnessing you that you're distracted with the wrong things. Like if right now with this whole George Floyd situation, if you're, fo if you're focused on the looting, or if you're focused on the rioting, or even focused on the bad things that happen due to protest, then you're, you're showing that you're distracted. That has nothing to do with the goal. And, and guess what? Mistakes will happen. Issues will happen. If you're going into this thinking that, oh, um, uh, this needs to be perfect. And when, when something happens, like a citizen is either killed or a police officer is injured or killed or anything happens that, oh, now I don't, I don't support the cause. I don't support the goals. First off, things will happen. When there's stress and there's pressure put upon, you know, things that, that require change, this is what you call growth. Thing, there, there's collateral damage that will always happen. So if you go into this and saying that it should be completely clean and there should be no issues and no one should get hurt and there should be no complaints, you're in a fantasy land. You're in a fantasy land. That, that's just not how it works. You know, like I always see it where people would hire people and I always reference this back to like business. You hire somebody and then whenever something bad happens or that, that, that employee makes a mistake, you get so upset and you reprimand them and you do certain things as if you didn't, didn't know that people make mistakes and the accidents happen. No one is perfect. So that's why I say, if you're not for the cause, then you need to be completely quiet because you're showing that you're completely distracted with the wrong things. The right things right now is to figure out how we can create a better system that supports its community. That, that's all we need to focus on right now because George Floyd did not have to lose his life. And imagine the way he lost it. It, it was such a blessing to even have that be, be filmed because I only watched it once and it was, it was tragic. As soon as I watched it, I called my dad and I was like, this is different. This one is different. He was tortured in front of everybody. 
And then to find out there was two other officers that were also kneeling on him and holding him down. And there was another officer who was complicit in the whole thing. And luckily, the charges have been changed. You know, it was a third degree murder charge that, you know, they had him on. Now it's been racist to second degree, even though I think it should be first degree. I feel like what he did was cold blood murder. And, you know, the other officers now have been arrested for aiding and embed, uh, abetting uh, a murder. But, you know, again... When we talk about what needs to change, we need to change it at a local level. We need to focus on the, the local municipalities. You know, in Ferguson, it's two thirds. Ferguson is two thirds black, but yet the representative, the government represent, representation is almost 100% white. So the, the community that is served, I mean, the, the community that, that serve is not representative in any way, gender or race. Not saying that you should just get people just because there are certain races that it needs to be reflective that people know how to communicate with the people they most relate to. That's important. That's just so it's just so important that you know how to relate to the people that you're trying to communicate with. And when you get different news, like what's happening right now, where news is coming from everywhere and, you know, people are showing showing things that don't put their own people or don't put, you know, um, uh, their beliefs uh, in jeopardy. That's what's happening. You, you, you know, like when I get news, I get news, at least from the people I'm around, I get news that shows black people not doing anything bad. They're the ones who are the victims. And then, you know, white people are getting news where white people aren't doing anything bad. They're the victims, you know, so we're sharing all the worst parts. So when this with this uh, with the protests and the rioting and the looting, white people are being shown all these black people doing bad things. And then black people are being shown. Look at the white people are doing bad things. So. Right now, we're trying to talk to each other and we're getting two different pieces of information and we're making two different assessments and we're always trying to figure out, you know, who's at fault. But see, everyone's distracted. You're all distracted. The, the whole goal is to create a better uh, police department. And the only way to know is to, you got to follow the money. If you follow the money on it, to any organization, you will find out the way that it really works. And, you know, um, I would definitely include... Um, uh, the information that's needed for you to, you know, try to help in the show notes, uh, because, uh, this is a very, um, important cause. And I, I didn't want to focus any of this on any particular like jokes because there's nothing really funny about this. You know, I didn't want to talk too much about, you know, business and all that, because right now we're, we are at a crisis. You need to say the right things right now. You need to be able to lead and show people and give clarity because right now there's too much noise. And I hope that this cuts through the noise because I would definitely want, I'm definitely going to keep pushing this message of how police departments make money. And once, once we change that, you will see that police will have no reason, or at least not, not I wouldn't say no reason that not, not at all, but at least they'll have less of a reason to go into underserved communities and to, um, prey upon them because there'll be, there'll, there'll be no incentive to do so. The only thing they can do is just, um, respond to emergencies. That's it. That's it. You know, no longer preying on this community. As long as the community is bringing in what it needs to. So, so that community can get better. The police need to support that, you know, and you know, uh, whatever I could do, you know, uh, please let me know. Cause there's a lot of causes that are, you know, that, that are, out right now that are supporting the issue of trying to stop police brutality and it can happen 
Just because you haven't seen it in the past or just because you didn't see any changes in the past doesn't mean that it's not coming. You know, and it's funny because I, sometimes when there's a lot of things happening, like, you know, crisis or whatever, I would I always wondered, like, why is it that sometimes I'm like, how bad can it get? I always think that I always thought that that was like a, a weird way of looking. I'm like, how bad can it get? Because when things are bad, I'm like, could it get it any worse? And I always thought that was a weird way of thinking. But here's the reason what contributes to that is the fact that the bigger the problem, because I, I love speaking the language of solutions and the bigger the problem, the bigger the solution. I want to see what kind of solution could come from this. And you saw what solution came from. Uh, or solutions that are coming from uh, uh, waste, you know, Elon Musk with electric vehicles or bioplastic that's coming to replace all the plastic that degrades in a year, all because look how big the problem is. And when you see how big the problem is and how hurt the country is, just imagine how big that solution is going to be. That's that's what I I get geared up for. That's what I get happy about. I'm like, oh, this solution is about to be big because when you're put under that level of pressure, you got to find an answer. Because our, our first and foremost thing that we do for ourselves is survival. And when, you're, when your life is under any type of duress or stress from whatever it is that you don't have a control, you're going to say, okay, what do I need to do? What, what solution do I need to contribute towards so these things could change? So thank you so much for listening to me talk about what needs to happen going forward. And I hope that I was able, able to share some level of light. So therefore we could um, start contributing towards this change. But um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. I know that you're about to enjoy such a great conversation because man, these conversations with me and my wife have been getting better. We're just loving it. The energy that we feel after, um, we love it, you know? So, but, um, but yeah, tell me what you think. I will definitely love your feedback. If you want to communicate with me, you can contact me on any social network by at say Michael, you know, tweet me at say Michael, you can hit me up on IG at say Michael, you know, Snapchat at say Michael Jr. Uh, Facebook at say Michael Jr. Hit me up because I, the more we converse about this, and this is just not for just the black community, this is the African community too. If you're black or if you're brown or if you have any type of melanin in you, you could be affected and you don't want to become a victim because that's what it is, you know, um, when it comes to, okay, remember like uh, uh, the weather, people talked about like climate change isn't a big deal and all that. And people started seeing Australia burn and then, you know, they start to care. See, you're not going to start to care until it comes at your door. That's the thing about it. When the weather comes to your door and it starts messing with your property and all that, then you're going to say, okay, what do I need to do? That's the same thing here is that you don't want ever for it to be a position where you're like, okay, what do I need to do now? Because now I'm affected. I didn't know this was going to happen. You no one wakes up in the morning and think they're going to be part of any type of nonsense or wahala. Nobody. So do what you can. Raise your voice. Put your time and effort in the right places. Again, it's about your benefit too. But if you do have any extra time and any extra, you know, um, anything to give, even financial, um, please direct that. I'll have some things in the show notes for you to, um, donate to and to give your time towards or volunteer towards, uh, because this is a big issue. I know you probably got a lot of things going on in your life as I do and everybody else does, but you know, 
we do have time for extracurricular activities and um right now there's no sports well, not not until a few months so um hopefully um we could make some change together so enjoy this conversation thank you for, so much for joining me it's such a good convo and um always remember stay flossing you know what i mean like because your boy's still flossing i i i, I gotta remind i gotta remind you I'm, I'm still flossing here no matter all this that's happening in the news and what's been happening this whole year i'm still flossing every day day and night i'm still flossing okay so see y'all later peace out hey what up how are you man what a day what a week what a month what a season it has been boss lady well you know what i'm saying I had to represent for my bosses out there did you um are you familiar with the term tea lady <laughs> i actually learned that when i um no this is before i went to college in lamar my cousin y'all know who she is briani Mm-hmm. She went to high school in uh, Houston, and she would always tell me, yeah, like, they call their moms, like, tea lady. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like auntie. Like, that's something you call your aunt, you know? Like, yeah, auntie, I'm auntie. I'm going to my tea lady house. Yeah, I'm going to my tea lady. I was like, who your tea lady? <laughs> my mom. I'm like, what? When I saw that shirt that said boss lady, I was like, oh, tea lady. Oh, that's my what I got God. Of. Nah, I'm a boss. Yeah, you said it's been a long, long day, long week, long everything. It's been long, yeah. It has been. It's yeah. been a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things to talk to, and I know in a little bit you got to take the boys to. Um, yeah, I got to take the boys to the doctor. Get checked that. Get checked that. Um, so I don't want to rush the combo, yeah. but um, but definitely want to have a, I guess a a, a good one that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Really. <laughs> what doesn't seem rush? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, where what's been going on is the protests mm-hmm. and the riots mm-hmm. and the looting that has been happening. Yes. Um, it's been like a little bit over a week. Like oh, a, I think a week and uh, yeah, a day. I think it started like last Thursday or Friday or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, it's pretty interesting because. You know, coming back off this whole pandemic and y'all getting back into work. Yeah. They call y'all out again. Man. Based on what they feel like you what y'all are y'all might be under threat at Gucci or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't just us. It was the whole mall. I mean, I, we were there Saturday. Um, we opened at eleven to the public and at twelve o'clock the police officers was like, We're we're closing the mall. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the mall needs to get out. We're not letting anybody in. And then at like about twelve forty five, they cut the lights off on us. I mean, like they they cut the the mall cut the lights off in the mall. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow. So even in our store, they they shut it down. Mm-hmm. It was like y'all need to get out. Yeah. So um, did that make you feel like it made you me under pressure? Oh yeah, definitely. Because we were rushing trying to get out, and we had customers trying to pay, but we we're like, all right, y'all, we got to get y'all out. Yeah. And um, I've been in that mall for almost six years, and. There's been malls 20 minutes away that have gotten uh, uh, bomb threats and, you know, those type of phone calls and stuff like that. And we continue to stay open. We've never closed for anything like this. So the six years that I've been working there and then for this to happen, I was like, this is really serious. Like they really taking it seriously. But they don't even know, like in Dallas. Yeah. If you're familiar. OK, I'm from Dallas. You're not. Right. Right. You know, um, 
when they protest or when things like that happen, mm-hmm. you know, um, no one goes to North Dallas. <laughs> you know, downtown Dallas is like the place they go. And that's where they went. Yeah. That's where they went. But I think they were just trying to take precautions, you know. And there's not that many stores that open back up in the Galleria mm-hmm. where I work. Um, but, yeah, I think, I don't know what made them do something different this time. Like I said, it's I've been there for six years and I've never seen them react this way. So this is this one's a little bit different to you. It was different, yeah. And I felt the urgency, and I was I was nervous. I was a little scared. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, you know. So and then they called y'all off um, the day after. Yeah, we've been the day following. Yeah, I've been at home wow. since uh, Saturday about twelve thirty. Has it? Um, does it make you? Are you okay with it? Or you no, know, you're not okay not. with it. I mean, obviously for selfish reasons, I would like to go back to work. But then at the <laughs> same time, you know, we still have to. You know, make sure that we're safe because as you guys, if you've been watching and following the protesting and the looting, you know, all the luxury brands, they're pretty much targeted, you know. Mm -hmm. So the looters, they aren't going after, you know, uh, I mean, they are. I think JCPenney's was broken into. Um, There's a few stores that were broken into. But, yeah, they're targeting, you know, the the big the big money, you know, stuff that they can steal and sell. I would think you feel that takes away from the cause. Of course. I mean, when it first started happening, I kept questioning you over and over. I'm like, dude, I don't get it. Like, I get the protesting, whether it's peaceful or not. But wh- why are they looting? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, that didn't make any sense. I get burning up police stations. I get, uh, you know, setting fire to cars and breaking windows. I get that. But when you, like, it seemed like they were targeting specific stores to break into and steal from. To me, it didn't sound like a protest. Mm-hmm. So... You and I talked about it for a couple of days and then we finally realized like, oh, it's not the same. It's not the same group. It's not the people. The people who are looting aren't the people that are protesting. Mm-hmm. These are two separate groups. The looters are waiting for, you know, nighttime to fall and then, OK, cool, let's break in and steal some stuff. So it's like we kind of realize, yeah, these are two separate groups because to me, it didn't make sense why protesters would be looting. Yeah, it definitely is two separate groups. But, you know, <clears throat> when they say, as I always say, um, like never let a uh, a good crisis go to waste right Mm -hmm. yeah and okay during the whole um you know the election between trump and clinton Mm -hmm. okay russia was like they had a um they had a group called black blacktivist okay yeah they they created a group called blacktivist and it was one of the like most popular groups online and Mm -hmm. they would put they wouldn't put fake news but they'll put very um salacious news that would in essence kind of create more like division between people in america right yeah and they would do the same things with groups like when it comes to like right wing Mm -hmm. uh, groups or uh, supremacist groups they'll create these like bots and groups to kind of add fuel to the uh, flames right right right. okay people kind of have forgotten that since the election Mm -hmm. that people do that now so when there is a protest and you know, uh, based on George Floyd, there's a lot of people who are like agent provocateurs, people who are placing bricks in places Mm -hmm. or um, people who are vandalizing, trying because they know that um, that it's going to go like the issues or the consequences are going to go to Black Lives Matter, not towards them. And the the bigger the flames, the more people are kind of pointing the finger at Black Lives Matter yeah. as being the issue. But well, we saw that too. There was a video, and thank God it was caught on film. These two girls who were obviously not black, 
they were spray painting buildings, Black Lives Matter. And mm -hmm. this black girl who's filming is like, why y'all doing that? Mm -hmm. That y'all making us look bad. Like mm -hmm. we're going to get in trouble. We're going to get blamed for that. And we're not even the ones out here doing that. We're actually having a peaceful protest. But yet two girls, I'm not sure what um, race, race they yeah. were. I'm not sure. Um, but they weren't black and they were just going around just spraying Black Lives Matter all over buildings. And it's just like, why? Nobody asked y'all to do that. But, you know, at a time like now, you don't have time to ask people's intentions. You right, know what I mean? Right. You don't even have time to, to trust people. It's just basically, you know, like move on from every single incident. Because, you know, mm -hmm. there's a there's a another, uh, I guess, video of them catching particularly like, let's say, white privilege mm -hmm. happening where a woman had all this, you know, like. Uh, merchandise from a store mm -hmm. and the store just got looted. I mean, talking about it's completely empty. Yeah. Bro windows broken, clothes taken off the rack and she has a whole bunch of stuff in her hand mm -hmm. and the news reporter is like, yeah, this woman, I mean, she might be an employee. I think she may be an employee of the, of the place. I don't know if she's like, oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of confusion <clears throat> and in that case, that was a, an example of what people mean by uh, the, the the bias that people have right. based on skin tone just alone. Mm -hmm. You know that if that was a black person or based on how they look carrying all that clothes, they would say, "Look, we get it. We got a looter." You know, right? Exactly. In our sights, but mm -hmm. then when it was a white woman, you know, blonde hair with a whole bunch of stuff in her hand, they're like, "Oh, I don't she know. must work there." Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's an employee. <laughs> you know, she's just recovering all the items. Yeah, for you know, and then leaving. <laughs> you know, and then wow. people were hitting like. Um, uh, the like the surfboard stores, you know, black you people, know ain't, black yeah, people yeah. ain't up in there. <laughs> people getting surfboards, oh skateboards, God. like zoomies and all that, you know. Wow. So, and this time, you know, which which I'm glad a lot of this is. That's why you know, and this is America. This is America. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. And he says, um, "That's a silly. No, that's a tool. You know, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. tool. Like this is such a like having a phone and having a camera is such a tool. It is because." It, get, it allows people to witness what they wouldn't believe yeah. based on hearsay. That's very true. You know, if I was just to tell you that, like the George Floyd thing, if George Floyd situation happened without it being filmed, no one would probably even care. No. Because so many people are desensitized to what's mm -hmm. already happening. Right, that's right. just another story. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it's caught on camera and then even based on all the incidences that are happening after that, mm -hmm. that are being caught on camera even on the uh, uh, like further police brutality. Right. Right. You know, it just causes like, I feel like it's, it's such a blessing to have that because now it's hard because it's hard to refute what, 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 what you can't argue. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? When, you know, when they say like, um, uh, don't need to discuss what's already understood or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that how Something like that. I mean, that makes sense. Though. <laughs> and you know, having these, um, <clears throat> but I look, I, I don't want to take away, from the particular issue, even though these these things do take away from it. And I know that people want to control the narrative and make sure that it focuses yeah. on George Floyd and police brutality. Mm -hmm. um, but there are also other things happening, like right. like the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like it's still yeah, happening. That's still going on, people. Like I, I get everybody's protesting. But man, if y'all was talking about that second wave, I mean, it's about to come. What? Well, you know, there is no second wave, but the first one oh, never that, stopped. That's true. Well, the, the first wave is still going. Yeah, the first wave I is thought, still going. You know, for sure, I thought Memorial Weekend was going to bring the second wave. But this... But see, Memorial Weekend happened, what, a week and a half ago? Yeah, I think Almost so. two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And there's been 19,000 new cases. So just imagine like, next week. 
how many new cases with all this protesting going on, not just in the U.S., but all around the world. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at these pictures, you watch these videos. Obviously, not everybody's going to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not the whole purpose of this thing, you know. But I mean, you know, when it comes to when it comes to that, it, it makes you think, you know, what I mean, because. OK, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. No, you're not. Yeah, but there <laughs> but people, you know, the hard part with conspiracies <clears throat> is that when you do listen to them, they kind of make sense. Yeah, you you try you try your hardest not to question it, but then you're like, dang, it kind of do make sense. Mm -hmm. But then you don't want to believe it. OK, at least I don't. Someone gave an example to what they think. They said, I don't know what to believe right now because there's so much stuff going on. I've been in the house. I don't know what to believe. Mm -hmm. They're saying that there's a particular person in Houston who would not go out of the house at all mm -hmm. when it comes to um, the pandemic because, you know, he's diabetic. Mm -hmm. So he's been in the house doing his business, doing everything he needs to do in the house. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he'll go go out to do all the necessary things he needs to do. Mm -hmm. But uh, when it came to the George Floyd thing, mm -hmm. he came out to rally and he came out to protest mm -hmm. with all the people and he's at high risk right, because, right. you know, of his health. Right. Yeah. So the person was like, Hey, I wonder if this was like a ploy mm -hmm. to, you know, cause now that people understand that, you know, the coronavirus affects more black and Brown than it does Caucasian. Oh my goodness. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And they're saying like, maybe this is the way to get mm. people. Cause there's no way that could have got him out the house by anything but when they mentioned this in a cause of uproar behind it, mm -hmm. they got someone who's at that level of risk out the house amongst right. thousands and thousands and thousands of others. Yeah. That are also high risk based based on demographic and who they are. Right. You know, and they got them together with people who, you know, asymptomatic, who, who knows what they have. Mm -hmm. And now they're together rallying day after day after day. And, you know, the person was like half the half. This was a plan to get black and brown people out the house and mm -hmm. put them at risk. I mean, see, that's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. Like, yeah. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, you, could, you, you can't know? really close your ears to everything, you know? Right. Right. Because, you know, when you do like open your, your, um, your eyes to really things that are kind of like far fetched and you do a little bit of research, you do find out that it's just not all a lie. Right. Exactly. And then when you watch movies like, or shows, you, did you, you remember house of cards? I never watched it. Okay. When uh, House of Cards, it makes you, it shows you how political and how evil and how, when you have power, how you're able to cover things up mm -hmm. and control the narrative, mm -hmm. you know? And that's kind of like why conspiracies happen because it shows you that people do have power and people do abuse it. Right. Right. You know, but you know, um, but overall, as far as what do you feel like needs to happen? Like going forward for like for you, you know, um, with this whole is that too deep of a question for this whole? George I mean, Floyd yeah, thing? you you got me having to think over. Yeah, I know. Extra that's deep. That's well. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, honestly, I I really don't know. Like we talked about this before on other episodes where, you know, sometimes police officers they abuse not sometimes a lot of times they abuse their power and I don't know what what is that you know what mm -hmm. I mean like what gives them that reason to. I don't know. Abuse their power. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. So it's you just, feel you feel like you you would like to see more consequences. Yeah, um, definitely. In action when that when that type of thing happens. Yeah, but there's so much corruption in the world. I don't really feel like it could happen. I mean, I would like to see it, but as far as like today or tomorrow or next year, I don't know. That you know that's what is 
the saddest part about the whole thing mm-hmm. is that <clears throat> you would like to have hope, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And have faith that real things will change. Right. But, you know, if it, if, if history is anything true to what's going to happen going forward, right. Very little. So That's you have to saying. know what, you have to know what action steps yeah. have been taken. It's just, we've been fighting for this for so long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, will we even live long enough to even see a change? Our if, kids, maybe if the right action steps are taken, yeah, yes. Well, I have, I have faith. I have, yeah, you, know? you should. And you know, um, I feel like if you have any level of uh, talent and power, <laughs> you should speak up to to what, based on what your lane is. If you're a mm-hmm. good speaker, or if you're a good writer, or if you could connect people, right, right. That's where this time, you know, because when people are in a moment of crisis and people are in need, mm-hmm. you know, um, anywhere you can help, you know, right. whether it be financially. You know, um, it's, you know, it sucks. There's an email that I sent off to, you know, the Minneapolis police and the, mm-hmm. uh, the mayor and all that. Mm-hmm. Someone set it up like where <laughs> when you swipe up and it puts everything in the boxes that you need to. All you got to pretty much is edit your name and um, edit sincerely by, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and I sent that off, you know, and then it bounced back. <laughs> You know, I was so like, the email, the email address was, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know what God. it was, you know, and That's I'm like, so how funny. many thousands of others, you know what I mean, have <clears throat> tried this and, right. I mean, it bounced back or whatever. But um, do you know when you may return back to work? You said, probably tomorrow. Uh, That's it. Every day they keep changing it. So they said, if you are scheduled to work Thursday, be prepared to work Thursday. So we'll see. That's tomorrow. So we'll see. Gal- um, not Galleria. Um, Gucci put out a statement. They put out the well no support, he right? did the 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 black the our our designer did the black square yeah yeah um which i didn't really know too much about it because i haven't been on social media um but you did tell me that that's what everybody's doing they put blackout tuesday or something yeah yeah blackout tuesday and he did put he he posted it and uh, one of my coworkers he just kind of like snapshot it put in our group message and was just like i'm so glad that he's saying something and standing up and i'm glad too mm-hmm. you know but if you know it's just I'm I'm questioning everything. Man, you tell know me, what I mean? I got a good question. What's that? Is social media the issue? Yeah, it is. You know, when you think of it, you say, Oh, you could spread information to get connected with people. Mm-hmm. You can look at it almost as a tool. Right, right. Right. But is social media part of the the problem? I feel like it is. I feel like it it can be like a, a crutch too. Because people think, okay, let me just put this black square up and that's gonna show my support. Yeah. Or let me, <clears throat> you know, type up some comments and post a picture and that's going to show my support. Mm-hmm. But what is it that you're actually doing to support, you know, the cause. black people, the mm-hmm. cause? Yeah. The protest, like, what are you actually doing? So I feel like a lot of people are sitting back and they're being quiet. You know, they're not really talking about it with each other. They're just kind of like, Oh, I'm not really like in it like that. But then when it's time to put something like a black square where it doesn't really recommend mm-hmm. you to say anything, you do that because that's like the easiest thing to do. So I feel like social media is, um, I don't know. I just feel like, but do, you, do you, do you feel that black square has any impact on the, I mean, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. You know, I would hope so. Cause I'm sure if everybody did it, then and you scrolling through Instagram, I'm sure all you saw was black squares, you yeah. know? So I feel like it, it, it does it bring, have a it brings little attention. Bit. Yeah. It brings attention to, the, to the issue. Yeah. Right. Right. And there's right now, I'm glad I'm seeing a lot of people put action items behind it, like sign mm-hmm. this petition, do all that. But, yeah, it, you know, it's almost like a bombardment because, you know, everyone lo- learned from the 
you know, the, the previous incidents is that mm-hmm. you have to put things out for people to take action steps. Yeah. Now you have like 50 different action steps and 50 different things to sign. And mm-hmm. you know, I've signed and uh, clicked on so many things. It's kind of like, <clears throat> you know, one thing might be another organization doing the exact same thing. Right. You know right. what I mean? So there, there does need to be a little, a little bit higher level of organization. But when I say like, and it's weird because I'm asking you social media the problem when you're off social media pretty much now. Yeah. You know, because um, you felt that it was a problem before. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. For me personally, I just don't really see the good in it. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. For me, it's just I, I don't I'm not promoting a business. Um, so I'm not making money off of it. I'm just like posting pictures of me and my friends and my family, which when I post pictures of my friends and family, they don't get no likes anyway. So I don't even <laughs> think people really care, you know, about yeah. the things that I actually care about, you know? Yeah. So you what told- am I actually doing it for? You yeah. know, am I doing it for other people or am I doing it for myself? Because if I post, post a picture of myself, why am I posting a picture of myself? Is it for validation from other people, which I know that's not what I want and mm-hmm. that's not what I need. So what's the point of me even doing it? It does make you think because yeah. when you put it out, you know, your brain changes a little bit because when you're, active on social media you now do things to support yeah your social media you right, know what i mean right. like you need to take that picture so you can post it and put the caption and do yeah. all that and then it takes it makes um a moment like a real moment mm-hmm. like disingenuous exactly you know and that's why i feel like in reflection of this uh protest mm-hmm. that when you know a lot of people are doing it a which is you could say it's a good or bad thing but a lot of people are doing it because they see that other people are doing it and they right. don't want to. And then when you compare yourself, which is social mm-hmm. media, social media, exactly. Comparing yourself. You're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the person left out. Right, so you right. take all these signaling, you know, like things that make you look, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like you're doing something, but right. in reality, you're not. There's a, there's a woman who she's a newscaster. I, um, I need to get her name, but she, okay. During the whole thing, she took a photo op mm-hmm. where she got a person who was boarding up the front of a retail store Mm -hmm. and you know the it was a hispanic guy who's like you know um drilling all the boards in and then then, like her boyfriend comes out of the car she comes up she kind of borrow your drill borrows a drill puts her mask on and she puts like that are you serious and the boyfriend's like taking pictures and she's like and then like she's like you know pretend like she's screwing it in and then like they got all the pictures i got it she's like thank you so much gave him back the drill hopped back in the mercedes and drove off that's what i'm saying that's social media Mm mm-hmm you that see what I'm saying? That is so whack. Yeah. Oh my god. That's <laughs> so she so took. Whack. So she took off her Twitter. She took off her mm-hmm. Instagram because that's part of it. Another girl. Yeah. You know, workout gear. Uh, it's a white girl, blonde hair, mm-hmm. workout gear, um, posing in front of a torn down social. I uh, know torn, torn down T-Mobile, mm-hmm. kind of looking up like at what's going on, and then he's like, got the picture, hops back in the car, drives off. I mean, you see that a lot, though. Yeah, all the photo That's crazy. ops. crazy. Yeah, and another one was like um, Karen Silva, which you're not familiar with or whatever, but, Mm-mm. you know, she had the mask and the, you know, like she was in front of a torn down place, but everything was like designer and it was like a cool photo. Of you know course. what I mean? Yeah. So people aren't really showing the ugliness of everything. They're trying to position themselves to get the best right. picture possible. Who got the best picture possible? Who tried? is trump with the whole photo op remember the video i showed oh, in you in front of the church or whatever yeah. okay it was so weird before you know what what made that situation so contradictory mm-hmm. is that okay the that church is a church that started in 1850 okay right and it's a block away from the white house mm-hmm. so 
every um a lot of i'm not saying every but yeah. um uh president president mm-hmm. has you know been a part of that church at some moment whether it be before the presidency or during the presidency has visited at least once that's what yeah. that church says it's episcopal church okay okay so the you know it's boarded <clears throat> up due to you know everything that's going on because it was vandalized right mm-hmm. okay so trump need need to get a photo op so he gets all the police all the secret service they're tear gassing everybody so he can go get the yeah picture. so they're tear gassing and they're assaulting there's a there's a um, australian reporter mm-hmm. where they had um the police had their little their uh shield with the mm-hmm. whole police on it yeah they hit him boom right in the stomach dropped his camera <gasps> and then you see in the like you see the picture of someone showing the video of him doing it i mean of it happening to him yeah and then they show his point of view when the where camera he's like drops. yeah when it came oh and you can hear him oh my goodness but then goodness. you have and he's like dispersing everybody they're hitting everybody to move and then they get the video of trump like walking as if oh my the, God. the area was clear yeah the yeah. video i saw i didn't see anybody <laughs> yeah and there which i'm a i have a video that i'm a oh my goodness share where you see like real life versus instagram yeah exactly oh and that's my exactly God. it that you know he put himself in a position to get that perfect photo op Mm -hmm. but then when you look at the reality of it yeah and all the stuff that is created behind the scenes then it doesn't look so beautiful right you know what i mean and you know they they put everything together put it out you know just to try to make a statement Mm -hmm. that he's you know a man of the law you know he didn't even open a bible he didn't he He barely the way he was holding the bible was kind of weird i was like why he holding it like this yeah Here's me with the Bible, y'all. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> so it does make you, it does make you think, you yeah. know, as far as like, what is it for? Like the right, whole exactly. social media, because, you know, once you, you know, when they say <clears throat> um, an injustice um, anywhere is, inju- you know, what is it? I'll just ruin that one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. An injustice, one injustice is an inju- is an injustice anywhere okay basically i never heard that yeah and um or any injustice or something like that mm-hmm. but it's the same thing uh as far as mindset wise when it comes to like social media yeah because one fake thing that you put up pretty much you could consider everything being fake i know because you don't know what to believe right, you know right and i mean i you know i like if for other people, when they post pictures of their kids, I like seeing, you know, mm-hmm. my friends and family kids grow up and stuff like that. So I'm not like 100% against it. It's just me trying to understand why do I like or dislike it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not benefiting, you know, from it. So, like I said, if you have a business and that's your platform, then yeah, definitely makes sense. You mm-hmm. know, but for me, when I post pictures, I'm like, okay, why am I posting it? What am I getting it from getting from it? You know, so it's like it doesn't benefit me at all. You know what I mean? So get that. Yeah. Well, there's some <clears throat> other questions that, you know, could bring some bigger light to other things. Right. Mm-hmm. During this whole uh, pandemic mm-hmm. slash, you know, protesting. Yeah. And everything that's been happening this year. Um, people are starting to move in together. Ooh, look at y'all shacking yeah. up. Yeah. And <laughs> um and people who never moved in with each other before or yeah. stayed with each other at that, you know, you're talking about 24 hours, right? right? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So we have two particular listeners who mm-hmm. have pretty much the same exact questions. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was weird, right? Yeah, yeah. And they don't even know each other like that. That's the crazy part. <laughs> they don't even know each other at all, really. They know each other. I think they met once. Okay. Actually, at our... Um, Engagement. In, when you, yeah, when you proposed, mm-hmm. they were there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they're both moving in. With their significant other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh they're trying to figure out how do you <laughs> transition 
<laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. It's so funny because when she when we talked about it with you know my friend and I was just I was just dying laughing. <laughs> Why? Because you like they were asking for advice or tips or you yeah. just kind of giving your your take. No, on the whole they were thing. they were asking for advice and you know tips and you know asking me questions like how did you deal with it and you know it's weird because you and I we've been knowing each other for so long. Um, it wasn't like a weird transition, I guess, yeah. because you know how it is, ladies. Like you at your boyfriend man <laughs> house every single day anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? So you spend in the night, you probably go home maybe once that week just to go unpack and pack, you mm -hmm. know? So I was at your crib all the time. And then when things got a little bit more serious, um, after the, after we got engaged, yeah. uh, we moved in together. But then it was only temporary. Yeah. So to me, it didn't. I don't know. I was already like. Used when you hold to, on. When you say moved in together, temporaries because well, we're going from your apartment to a house to a house. Yeah. yeah. So at that time, we were pregnant with Idol. Yes. Yeah. So we were. So we were in the apartment for a little bit until we bought a home. But because I was at your place so often, I kind of made it know, easier. It made it easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I already knew your habits. I already knew. What I was going to have to deal with, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Which wasn't anything bad, but guess what? Till this day, I still deal with those issues. Yeah, tell me, tell me this. So there's, some, <laughs> there's some things I might not know. What were what, okay. what some of those bad habits that you had to Ooh, figure let me out? tell you, y'all. Let me tell you. Yeah. Well, okay. So my thing is when you do have those issues, when things that your partner does that get under your skin, mm -hmm. just talk about it right then and there. Mm -hmm. Don't hold it in. That was one of my mistakes. I would just hold it in. Then one day I would just explode. Boom. Which is, I still <laughs> do that to this day. So look, I'm still learning. And this was what we've been on each other for like 15, 16 years. Something yeah. like that. So, um, I mean, like you can be honest. Okay. Like, it's all he, good. he already knows mm -hmm. the one thing. Okay. Two things that you do mm -hmm. that gets under my skin, but I've learned to deal with it. Yeah. He leaves his socks and his shoes everywhere. Okay. So I, during this whole pandemic thing, I said, what can I do to control this? Yeah. So I built the shoe rack. Mm -hmm. And so now when we come in, take your shoes off, put it on the shoe rack. Yeah. But as you can see from over here, your shoes are not on the shoe rack. It's next to part, the shoe rack. Part of the issue is that I have multiple shoes. Yeah. See, that's the thing. We have a shoe rack that only has, that only can fit three, three no, pairs of shoes. No, that's not true. It is a three tier, three level shoe rack. Yeah. So there's space on there, but you do switch out your shoes a lot. And I do as well. But see, when I see that there isn't any space, yeah, yeah. I take one and I put it in my closet. So it's just being mindful. Yeah, just being mindful. Mm -hmm. And then the socks, you still do it. You'll put your shoes, you know, next to mm -hmm. the shoe rack. Mm -hmm. And then you'll go walk throughout the house and then you're like, oh, let me take my socks off. And then I have socks in the middle of the kitchen. <laughs> so instead of me saying, babe, uh, yeah. pick up your socks every single day. I'm just like, you know, when I walk by, I'm like, pick it up and just put it in the basket. Uh, yeah, I, I need to do better when it comes to be more mindful. Oh, Lord, you've been saying this for how many years? You know, because no, I you look, look, cause you <laughs> for at least for me, I can speak for myself. Yeah, I forget, you know, like mm -hmm. when something that you're so comfortable, you know, what I mean, right, with, right. You have to build, you know, they say build bad, uh, bad habits die hard. Yeah, that's true. And for me to break that habit as far as, you know, I take my shoes off at the door, mm -hmm. you know, put it there. And, well, you know, when you're just tired and you're not thinking, yeah. you drop your shoes wherever you drop them. Then you walk in your comfortable socks <laughs> wherever you're going to be Daddy's at. Daddy's excuses. Yeah, yeah. And then you lay down. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you lay down. And then you drop your socks somewhere. Oh, my and then, goodness. you know, look, sometimes I, I even wonder... How does socks end up there? Like I'll be in the kitchen and dining room and under 
under one of the dining uh, chairs. I'm like, how the socks there? Yeah, I'm but, like, but you don't pick them up though. That's true. See what I'm saying? Yeah. He'll leave it there. And then the boys, I felt like they started kind of picking up that habit a little bit too. They'll come in, take their shoes and their socks off, and they just throw them everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, no boys. There's a shoe rack. Put it there. Put your dirty socks in the in your basket. So now they're starting to pick yeah, up yeah. that habit. So they're you, you know, gotta you get gotta, them. You gotta start early. You gotta get them tight, just so you gotta get me yeah. tight. I'm, I'm like I'm like your child too. So you gotta get me tight. This is true. Because you know when <laughs> like when the boys when I when I pick up the boys and we come to the house. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, take off your shoes, take off your shoes. Yeah. I don't even look when I, they I put the shoes or the socks. I just, all right, let's get in the living room. And I then, know. like, you know, we're doing whatever we do. And, you know, you come back, you're like, look at your socks, look at your shoes. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I, exactly. Like, my, that's my habits becoming their habits. Exactly. Yeah. So it's up to me, the boss lady, <laughs> <laughs> to keep order in this house. But well, that's, that's really, like, the only thing. Other than that, I mean, you have a few little habits that I've learned to kind of deal with. I mean, more? I'm... I mean, yeah. Tell me more. I didn't know there's more. Oh, my God. Yeah. You could. Look at us airing our dirty laundry. Yeah. Speaking of laundry, no, <laughs> your closet is always a mess. But wow, see, that's why we closet, have his and yeah. hers closets, mm-hmm. you know? Mine stay nice and neat. Yours is. Look, look, you know, every <clears throat> every two months or so, mm-hmm. I say, you know what? This this closet is so disgusting. Let me get this together. <laughs> you know, and I put it together. It's cleaned oh, up. Man. And then, like. Every random moment, you mm-hmm. may do it for me. And it's just right, like, oh, right. wow, look how clean it looks. And you keep it up for yeah, a while. Yeah, I keep it up. I say, look, I'm going to keep it like this. Yeah. You know, everyone does that. You know what everyone does it with the with the dishes? Yeah, I know. Where people are like, man, you know, um, from now on, every every time I finish a meal, I'm going I'm to clean this dish and put it up. Well, that's me. Yeah, you do that now. Yeah, I clean up. I clean no, the kitchen. You're saying that after every time you eat a meal, you clean the dish right then and oh, there no, no, and no. put it up. But that's my dad. My dad is like that. For real? Yeah, he don't, he, that his, that's his thing. Dishes? Uh-huh. Oh, no. He does not like dishes in the sink. After you eat, you have to clean that plate and fork and cup. You cannot leave it in the sink. Did y'all do it? Y'all, based, y'all did it based on his discomfort? Oh, yeah. Growing up, yeah. Was that a good thing, though? It was annoying. It was. I mean, he still liked that. He'll come to our house and- uh-huh. You know, he'll cook and he'll clean. Well, you know, he clean up after himself, but let me eat something in my house. And he's like, Bly, you didn't you didn't wash your dish. I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> this ain't your house. <laughs> what you saying? Like, as long as the sink is empty by, you know, the end of the night, that's how we run it, you know, things in this house. Don't so. you feel tell me if you agree with this. Do you don't do you feel <clears throat> that we all deserve a few bad habits? Of course. That's why I don't I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned stuff in the past about, you know, your socks and all this picking up. But, you know, after a while, you're just like, you know what? I'm sure I have habits that get under your skin, too. Like, what are some habits that I have? There's only been one. And we address this. And it's the funniest thing. Yeah, because it comes up, like, at least once a year. Look, it actually happened. <laughs> it, it actually happened with um young lady that I was talking to a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I love hearing about his past, y'all. <laughs> I do. I don't know and, why, but I love it. And this one. You know, this was on a different level, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm going to get back to, to you. But this is where it stemmed from. Okay. Is that, okay, when I would go to her apartment, mm-hmm. you know, I'll take my shoes off at the door, but then I'll have my socks. Mm-hmm. By the time I make it from the front door to, you know, her couch, mm-hmm. I have my the bottom of my, of my socks, dirty, dusty, uh, crumbs all in it. And I was like, hey, you know, I was trying to tell her, I was like, hey, you got to, you got to sweep. Oh, my God. That's. So she felt I was micromanager by her turn of the week. I'm like, but look how, look at my sock. There's so much crumbs and stuff like mm-hmm. that on my socks. And then when she would 
uh, clean um, the counters, mm-hmm. you see like, uh, you know, that white film yeah, all yeah. over the counters, all over everything. And I was like, hey, you know, um, this. And then she was like, well, this is my place and all that. I'm like, well, if I'm, if I'm coming in and out, <clears throat> out of this place and I'm coming out dirtier than how I came oh, in. Oh, my God. You know, and that, you know, obviously that was a, a particular issue. Look at you bringing your past relationships into this one. No, no. Mm-mm. And. You know, when it was early in the game with uh, with us when we started staying together. And no, this is while we were dating. I know. You brought well, this up. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. While we were dating. Yeah. Um, that's what I meant actually. Oh okay. Yeah, and you know, you were clean downtown for me, or clean my spot, mm-hmm. and I would appreciate, it, which I still do. Mm. And you know, after you clean the 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 stove would have all these. No, don't say all okay, these. Okay, okay, okay. You're exaggerating. <laughs> Trying to make me look like, yeah, okay. look, y'all come to my house, it's going to smell like bleach. So yeah, don't yeah, say yeah. all okay, these. Okay, 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 okay. So <laughs> the, the the stove would have streaks, which is just a stove. So it's not as if it was everywhere. Right. And it this was, is like an electric stove. Yeah, electric stove. Mm-hmm. So the flat stove. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. And it'll have these light streaks. And then I would mention it and say, hey, you know, if there's streaks, you know, it's not, it's not all the way clean, you know? <laughs> And that caused a little dissension between yeah, us. Yeah, it did. You know, but a lot of that stems from like the business I'm in. I'm in the cleaning business. I have car washers, I have detailers who go out and they clean cars. And the part that I tell them is the most crucial is that front windshield. Right, right. I said, you put a streak on that front windshield, they're going to think you didn't clean the entire car. No, you're right. You're right. And I think that's perception with anybody, you know? So I, it's always so important to me. Like I get them so hard as far as like even when it comes to training mm-hmm. the first and foremost thing is that front windshield gotta be perfect right, right. You know what I, mean? I don't care what you gotta do what you need to do that front windshield windshield because that is it's like the um it's like the soul of the car in a yeah, way you know that makes sense so that kind of goes into my like regimen when it comes to like how i clean mm-hmm. and if i saw a streak somewhere just based on practice I don't want to see that, you know? Y'all, let me tell y'all what he did. Mm-hmm. So my mom comes to visit, and she cooks every time she comes. Mm-hmm. And she uh, was cleaning the kitchen at the end of the night. This guy, my husband, pulls me into the kitchen and was like, look, your mom didn't leave any streaks. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell y'all I wanted to pour high grits on you that <laughs> night, I said, oh, uh, threw it back in my face. Oh, man. At least once a year, y'all. Yeah, well. Um, but I, I, we could laugh at it now because it's funny. We could definitely laugh at it because that's <laughs> yeah. not a, this is part of what we talk about when it comes to communication. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared to communicate anything to right. you at all. And you're not scared. I, I know for sure because you bring up anything when it comes to something I need to kind of like be take notes on or mm-hmm. um, look out for or something I need to kind of be more aware of. Right. Right. So I feel like, you know, cause I know they ain't looking for no like real tips. They're just trying to figure out, all right, what do I need to do to kind of make this thing work? <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And the way to make it work when you move in with somebody and transition, transition is to have those conversations mm-hmm. no matter how hard. Yeah. Cause it's going to get hard. Yeah. Like, but see, I don't feel like it'll get that hard whenever you're having those conversations. Right. You know, and look, but those conversations are hard. Yeah, yes, they are very because hard. Because you don't want to offend anyone. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So, like me, I try to deal with it myself and I keep it bottled up. And then one day I just explode. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, those conversations are hard to, to have, but it is important because that's the only way you can live with someone. Yeah. You have to have those conversations. Yeah, but then, you know, there is a limit when it comes to 
the amount of times because you have to pick your battles. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, this, again, like I was saying, like people are allowed a few bad habits, mm-hmm. you know, so you can't get on everybody about everything thinking they need right. to be perfect when you're not perfect. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? So when you and that's the worst part when someone man, <clears throat> manages somebody to do something in a way when they that's just their preference. Right. You know what I mean? And I and I said, you know, to the person who I was talking to about, you know, the whole transition is that if I say something to you mm-hmm. about what you need to do or whatever, and it doesn't make you better, then that's just a complaint. Right. And that's the thing. I complain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I try not to have these. You, you, that's the thing. You have to understand what's a complaint and what is like, I guess, trying to be helpful or constructive criticism. Because like I've told you before, I love when you grocery shop because you buy things that I don't even think about buying. Mm-hmm. But I hate when you put the groceries up because you don't put it in the organization that I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I set up. So yeah. I, if I came to you and said, hey, you put this in the wrong spot, that, that's, just, that's a complaint because that's my personal preference. You know, so that's a great example. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys just have to, like, understand what is a complaint or what is actually going to help you guys grow together. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? And some people so, want you should do it like this. You should do it like that. No, that's how you should. Yeah, do it. exactly. You know, and if, and then. Uh, what he said was like, you know, like actually a real bar. He's like, look, I'm going to do it the way I do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you what you're telling me helps me do what I'm doing better. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't help me do what I'm doing better, then you right. need to do it. Yeah. I mean, there was remember one time. I don't know when we moved into this house, but I was washing dishes with a towel mm-hmm. and you were like, no, use a sponge. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like oh, went yeah, back and forth yeah. with you a little bit because I was like, no, I grew up using a towel. You mm-hmm. like a sponge is anti something. Yeah, antimicrobial. Yeah. Or whatever. Microbial. So I, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I switched it and I was like, oh, I like a sponge better, mm-hmm. you know. But then when my mom comes, every time she comes, she grabs a towel to do the dishes yeah. because that's what she was taught. Mm-hmm. And she gets upset with me when I use a sponge, you know. So it's just like. That's wild. I know, uh, right? Yeah. So it's like the sponge. To me, I had to learn how to like adapt to, I guess. And then I realized this is way better. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. So you, you give yourself <clears throat> opportunity to to accept things that. Yeah. That'll you, make you better. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And man, you know, there, and this is the last one. So, you know, cause I know you probably got to go in a second. Oh, yeah. Doctor's office. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, um, OK, you when, when something spills in the house, mm-hmm. this is something we differed on, which I don't ever have a real issue with it, but. Oh, what, you know the towel in the kitchen, the towel or the or paper towel or paper towel. See, I'm big on using paper towels. You use the, the kitchen ta- towel. The towel. Like if, if water falls on the floor mm-hmm. or water falls on the counter, mm-hmm. I use a towel. Right. Right. My thinking is if I use a towel, mm-hmm. it's it'll eventually dry. Mm-hmm. And then you can reuse it until that towel, towel is dirty. Right. And then we replace the towel. Right. And I don't think to use the paper towel because I'm like, I'm a just use the paper towel, not not even use the entire thing mm-hmm. and wipe up, you know, water or a small yeah. stain and then throw it in the trash. I'm just adding to like, <laughs> you know, what I mean more trash. See, I'm OK if you use the towel, mm-hmm. but make sure you hang the towel back up so it can dry. You will just ball it up and leave it on <laughs> no. the counter. So then it's damp and it's moldy for like three days. You know what I mean? So that's another thing that yeah. we still kind of like. I look at him cross-eyed when I see him doing it. I'm yeah. like, I ain't going to say nothing. Then, then we got a kitchen full of like random wet towels, damp yeah. towels all over the place where I'm like, see, paper towel, throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. You know, to I, me, it's a lot cleaner. And, I, and I've changed the way that I, because I used to not, like, not use paper towels almost no, at all. at all, yeah. Just because I feel like we need to use that paper towel when it's completely needed. Right, Where exactly. every square inch of that 
paper towel is going to be used for whatever you know mm-hmm. we're going to clean with right, it, you know right. so now uh with a towel i would use a towel just to do like like super light cleaning but then yeah. if there is something i would get a paper towel right right you know um you've grown i have you know um <laughs> do you know the word or the phrase of the day what's that uh moral hazard moral hazard you i feel like that? i've heard that before okay you know what moral hazard is? No. You take a, okay. No, I'm I don't want to take a guess. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. Because then you're going to hit the buzzer and yeah. all that. Okay. Uh, moral hazard. Moral hazard is when you take a risk mm-hmm. on something because the the consequence of that risk um, won't happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me give mm-hmm. you an example. Okay. Right. Is that when they created uh, seatbelts because too many people were dying from car accidents, mm-hmm. uh, they thought that more people less people will die okay and more people will be saved you know but what ended up happening is that when they put those seatbelts in people drove faster people drove mm. crazier because the 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 the, uh, the consequence of the risk they're taking mm-hmm. was in essence not happening anymore because or they, at least in their this, mind yeah. because of the seatbelt right, right so more people end up dying and more people end up getting injured because of the seatbelt makes sense you know so there's a lot of more hazard you know, in everything that like um, uh, whenever you don't have a risk of the consequence happening, a lot of it's happening even during this protesting, even some of the riots that you see mm-hmm. is that, OK, I'm going to break these glasses and break these cars and do all this and vandalize mm-hmm. because I know there's not going to be a consequence to it. Right. And when there isn't a consequence to it, it's because everyone's focusing on something else. There is moral hazard mm-hmm. and more people are going to start doing destructive things because the blame will go to. Black Lives Matter. The blame right. will go to the wrong place. So therefore, there's a lot of moral hazard that's happening. Makes sense. I like that. Interesting word, right? Yeah. Or is it a phrase? Phrase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> phrase that pays. Words. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this has definitely been. Uh, oh, this has definitely been a good one. Yeah, definitely. Um, appreciate y'all for joining us on this one. Yeah. I'll see you all next week. Yeah. And uh, we love you. See you later. Bye. Oh. I forgot I did the whole <laughs> as it starts up. And, um, but yeah, see y'all later. Bye, guys. <laughs>